0: Hi, I'm Malcolm Nichols.
1: And I'm Richard Ayling.
0: And this is Man Reimagined, a podcast where we, as men, attempt to reimagine ourselves in the 21st century.
1: How can we respond to the big questions that we're facing, both within ourselves and within society, and make sense of this ever-changing world?
0: We don't have all the answers, but we do want to create a conversation. So join us moving forward as a Man
1: Reimagined. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Man Reimagined with myself, Richard Ayling and the good Malcolm Nichols. Mal, are you there somewhere in cyberspace?
0: I am here, Rich, and it's really lovely to be back again. And I'm really looking forward to our discussion tonight. I think it's gonna be a bit of a cracker actually.
1: Yeah, let's dive straight into what is, for I think both of us, one of the key areas, uh, key areas of focus in, in what we're trying to make man reimagined about, and that is to talk about the dissolution or collapse of gender roles, how that's affecting men, and most importantly, how we can respond to that. So to set the table, we're gonna dive into talking about what the typical roles of men and women have looked like. We wanna look at what's shifted, the impact that that's had predominantly on men because we're we're men trying to make sense out of this, although that by no means, indicates that we're more interested in, in uh, you know, men being better off. Not at all, but we're just focusing on men for now, and we'll see where it goes. And then we'll d- dive into, yeah, what we can start to do differently and, and perhaps gaining a, a fresh sense of perspective on, on how we respond as men. Because currently, I think it's fair to say um, we're not doing so well there. All right. <laughs> now, uh, yeah. let's begin. Like, Let's just talk about... Uh, the current well not so the current situation that the typical roles that men and women sort of have played you know over the years what has that looked like to you let's get kind of really old school men did this women did that what, what, what did that look like? <laughs> yeah well I think you know if, if we were to go back probably what pre
0: well definitely pre-World War One, pre-World War II I think you know that the the typical roles and even into the baby boomers I think you know the very typical roles were um, you know men men the breadwinner men in the office um, also men probably a bit detached and unemotional um, insofar in as detached from uh, home life detached a little bit from rearing of the chil- of children um, Certainly, if I think about what some of my stuff with you know, the, the stern, the stern father, you know what I mean? Um, you know, those would be kind of the, the, the male roles that I think are, are pretty standard when we, certainly when I think about the stereotype of, of a man from, from generations past, you know, and then, you know, for, for, for the women, very much the, the carer, the taking, taking care of the home, taking care of the children, taking care of the needs of, of family, nurturing, you know, all those kinds of things. And so if I was to put that into typical roles, it's like nursing, um, teaching, those types of things were very often and traditionally have been the... Um, the domain, I think, of women, or well, teaching probably actually not not so much in the past, but you know certainly those caring type roles, and and for men, you know, out working the farm, being in the office, um, leading companies, you know, up until very recently, politicians were all predominantly men. You know, decision makers were men, right? And I think that that when I ref, when I go into my stereotype of of where we have come from that's they're the images that spring to mind for me I mean have you got
1: any more to add to that Rich? You said the man in the office but there's the the man on the tractor you know that wasn't such a typical thing right for a woman to be an engineer or or doing lots of physical work that was not really the done thing back then right Uh, and, and therefore this this image of the man being this strong type, this quiet type, this brooding type mm. that, you know, when father comes home, <laughs> yeah, real yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah. And, and right. yeah, the, the woman being the, the, like you said, nurturer, caregiver, that's, uh, and I think it's fair to say that in younger ages with kids, they predominantly were were teaching, right? And then the yeah. older you would get then, I think, uh, from what I understand, men tend to get more involved but from a younger mm. age women would be teaching and yeah that, that that's the, the the classic and there's no doubt more nuances and and uh, and other examples to give but that's that's a basic framework of where things came from and where perhaps our parents were uh, most exposed to these stereotypes right yeah. but things have shifted it's it's, it's very fair to yeah. say um i welcome that i know you welcome that i know some don't and uh, if you're hoping for us to you know, take a look back at the past with, with you know in, in the glory days and think that we should in some way need to go back to that. Um press stop or <laughs> find some other podcast. Or or perhaps keep listening with an open mind and think, well, you know, someone with a different opinion to me, I wonder what's going on here. But that's certainly not where we're going. Um I embrace mm. the change and that's what I grew I grew up around. What about you? Like what what did change uh, looked like for you as you were growing up. How did how were these roles already collapsing for you uh, in, in yeah in, in your teenage years and throughout life for you?
0: Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, when I was reflecting on that for myself, I mean I think that what I witnessed was through my younger years, my family was very much in that traditional role. where I mean my dad worked and my mum raised my sister and I and it wasn't until my sister and I went to started going to school and then and then she went and studied again and, and started getting entering the workforce I think when we were probably nine or ten and and then it it's really interesting it was in that in that transition when my mum went to work that our family entered a massive shift it was this Transition and and what's really fascinating is my mum and dad separated when I was 14 and I and one of the major reasons for that separation occurring was because as my mum began to enter the workforce and developed some of her own life, you know the her own friendships, her own interests and that kind of thing It created this dynamic between her and my father where they they weren't they couldn't resolve this the shift and the change and it was like, so in a way, what I got to witness was this bumping up of the old against the new, the old way of being versus the new way of being. And the and the transition didn't work in, in, for my parents since so they ended up separating. Now, what I will say is that my, my dad, and this is massive kudos to my father, is he recognized the need for him to deal with. changing environment the changing situation so he went out and so this is in the in the early 80s you know he went out and did a massive amount of work on himself from the mid 80s onwards and to the point now where you know without a doubt he's been my personal inspiration in this journey of of manhood and self-discovery you know watching him try to uh deal with the, the, the changing needs of him as a man in terms of becoming more open and honest and emotional and um, and, the, and so what in, in the transition I got my dad and my mum in this process of separation they both became carers so whereas when I was younger my mum was the carer and my dad was the worker they both had to become carers of us and so you know that also gave me a really nice little introduction to this idea of men being being the 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 main carer in life and so I, i feel as if in some ways i got blessed with the setting of or the contrast of these two ways of being in the world and how much i really enjoyed how much more so much nicer it was having that, my father being a carer as well as my mother and just as a, as a boy and as a man, having that really deep connection with my father really had a really big impact on me. But what's also interesting is having that exposure at a young age to also the more traditional way of being in the world, I think has also influenced me insofar as it, as it's, as it has meant there's a part of me that still sees, I think, it's important for men to be out there supporting the family and, and to take care of the family from a, a safety and a financial perspective. So I also, within me as a consequence of seeing my parents, I see this kind of contrast and, you know, slight in a battle take place
1: in myself. Maybe I can jump in there and briefly share my yeah. contrasting experience. Then we can take that a step further and then go on to uh, talk more about men in general and, and how they've, you know, not had experiences like ours and, and really, really yeah. struggled. But um, when I was growing up, my, my dad was um, earning good money in, in, in London. We were down on the south coast of England and he was commuting. And he was commuting a lot to the point where we hardly saw him. And uh, there was a decision point whereby he decided to take a, a, a demotion. And I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. I'm sure he won't because it's a very cool thing to do. He took a demotion and therefore less money so that he could be back uh, working closer to us so he could see us, us as kids. And of course, my mum. So that was a very uh, big decision and a cool thing. And it meant that my mum then entered the workforce. And I think for a while, they were both earning the same amount of money. And that was uh, an interesting thing for me to experience and a very cool thing. So I've got no issues with a man or a woman, you know, which one should be earning more because I I saw that it worked. I saw that they were both working and that just seemed really normal to me. And I can't imagine it to be any different. And so with my partner, as and when uh, she comes into my life, uh, I, I believe, and of course I can be wrong about that, but I believe I'll have no issues whatsoever with the idea that she could earn uh, Way more than me like good for her um, and then how we manage that is about two humans rather than anything else that's my approach in, in theory uh, you're saying that you're having an internal battle and thinking as a part of you that because of your traditional upbringing for a part still thinks that he should be the predominant caregiver excuse me um, uh, financials kind of support and, and breadwinner like what's that about help me understand uh, yeah. that internal battle because I'm sure that there's other men out there that are perhaps also in between these two spaces. Going, I'm told one thing, but I feel like this, and then what what's going on?
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a bloody interesting question, and, and and in some ways, it's I'm not sure if I have the answer to it, but you know, there's a part of me. It's it's I think pride is a word that comes up. Mm. You know, having the I still feel as if there is amongst a lot of society there's still a pat on the back as to to a man as a man if you're able to you know just take care of your fi- your family you know so I've got a, a, a daughter right and and I think it's this thing of you know being able to being able to take care of my family is a really important thing it's it's part of being a man I mean it's still there, there's a messaging there that it just kind of sits as a as a slight undercurrent that still hovers around um, society and And actually, you know I think this this might be an interesting time to bring in just a couple of things that you and I talked about before that we we're reading around you know it's not just there's, a, there's an internal messaging around that, but but we' kind of fed that societally as well through things like um maternity leave right and paternity leave and this whole dance around the fact that in many countries now i mean it's not all countries it is changing in in some of the scandinavian countries and throughout parts of europe where you know it's still predominantly the women are given you know anywhere from 12 to Twelve weeks to six months, or or maybe even longer in some places, of maternity leave, right? And the and the man is given three weeks of paternity leave. And and there aren't and, and in a lot of places now that there aren't any really any options for men to go off and and take extended paternity leave to be at home. So it's it's kind of like in that act, we're being we're being told you know out you know not just subliminally but actually from an external pers- perspective that you know you man you are the breadwinner you, you the mother is at home taking care of the kid you're going to go out and work and take care of your family you know like so, so there's an interesting thing that that it still it still sits there without us realizing it and i think this is the interesting thing it's like it was, we don't necessarily realize it that it's still out there in the domain in many places you know and, and in new zealand this is You know, this is definitely the case in New Zealand. You know, that um, this is just simply the way the way that it operates, and and so I think part of me, as a dad, you know, I'm still picking up on those little subtle messages, and and I and I feel, you know, the the it's it's an unconscious part, right? There's an unconscious part of me that still feels like it's good to be a man who can take care of my family. Yeah, and that's it's, it's an interesting driver that sits quite a, quite low in, my, <laughs> low in my gut somewhere that, um, that I'm not even really aware of or thinking about it, but just sits there, you know.
1: Mm. It's an interesting one. I mean, I'm not a father, I understand from speaking to a lot of men, uh, that that's a big. Piece, you know being a good father is a big piece and how do you become a good father how do you be a good father what I am hearing from the men that I'm talking to at the moment is that you provide mm. <laughs> is that because we've been given a certain message or is it because we uh, we're still in that paradigm in our own minds like that I don't know the answer to and I don't want to say we're mm. being fed a certain narrative because I'm sure women sick and tired of, of being fed a certain narrative that yeah you know <laughs> that's, that's, let's not even go there i mean i, I just i really feel that and, and the gender pay gap is is ludicrous yeah. ludicrous right so they're being are they being fed a message uh are they sitting with it they're doing something about it like that's the piece that i'm taking from from that you know they're speaking up mm. about it and so uh, how are men how are men dealing with it and to bring it back around in a general sense, it feels like men are quite confused because whether it's messages, whether it's uh, just watching women evolve and take some of the roles, a lot of the roles that men have been used to holding from them or working alongside them, uh, men are just, it feels a bit confused about uh, uh, how to how to respond to this. It's, it's mm. a change that is exciting for women. It's still a challenge for women. And, and they have a long way to go to get anything close to equality, I feel, in so many areas. And yet, the flip side and thing we don't often talk about is, is, is uh, why, how men are responding, why men are not responding, how they're struggling and what they can do about it. Because they, we, don't have a roadmap for this. I'm excited for women moving forward, but I'm also looking at men going, how are we responding to this? What's, what's the impact been? And that's, that's kind of a discussion point I'd, I'd love to move to because... Of the title of the podcast like what is the yeah. impact do you think of this collapsing of roles that used to belong to men and that they've got no kind of uh, blueprint to to kind of uh, counter or deal with yeah i mean i think
0: it's having quite a big impact you know i mean right now it's the words self-worth and identity really really jump out at me you know it, it's questions and brings into question a man's identity if he's been asked to change and be different in the world but doesn't have a sense of quite what that is and how that is, you know, like, you know, I know, you know, coming back for me, just grappling with this whole thing of, um, you know, wanting to be the provider, but also knowing that that's actually not necessary and that what I really want to be is I actually want to be a really... Like I really want to be there for my daughter and and to care for her, and I'm noticing that for me, at the the more I really put emphasis on that identity of being there for my daughter and caring for her, the more that that the more that I I start to allow that I, I feel comfortable in that space, and and it's like that my self worth begins to actually increase as I begin to identify with that thing, but but i think for a lot of men you know by losing this solid ground this solid footing about what our role is it i think it really challenges their their sense of feeling of self-worth and identity and then and i think that's when men actually act out can, can act out quite poorly you know when when that feel when when we do feel threatened which which i think a lot of guys are it it becomes men behaving badly <laughs> you know what I mean and and I think you know that so a place to start is is around this sense of you know how can we begin to feel more value in ourselves in taking on different roles and taking on different aspects of being at home being in work um, and all those types of things how about you rich what so, what are some of some of your
1: thoughts mate I love the self-worth piece. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm uh, part of the self-worth academy. and It's a, a huge piece of life that I'm trying to bring into not just men's work, but working with humans in general, because uh, I think when we have a sense of self that uh, we feel good about, independent of uh, what's going on in the world around us, then a lot can shift. And I think you're right. I think that when our identity is threatened as humans, then we act out uh, whether you, if from a yogic perspective, it's like root chakra stuff. It's uh, you know, it's it's the, those kind of basic core needs in psychology of, of, of stability, certainty, and belief. And and when we have a belief that this is the way that things are, and and then that's taken away or that's threatened, that's um, challenged, then we react and we go back into uh, yeah, very basic behaviors. You're right, and that's not to justify men acting out but it's, it's i think it's a pretty good reason for it and what we're mm. not doing is communicating is sharing our struggles with each other and i'll come back to this as many times as i have to and drilling it in until like <laughs> the world changes until the world changes here we go again right like sharing your problems and saying i'm not doing so well like the problem shared is a problem like uh, half solved or half. <laughs> that um, was less profound yeah. than I'd hoped. <laughs> <laughs> and why don't men do that? Because I believe that we uh, we're still locked in this strong man image. We're still locked in this tradition of, men are successful men um aren't weak and weaknesses expressing emotion and all of these things we have no relationship to and yet these are the 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 things that we need to learn to do more as humans more than ever so yes to self-worth a hundred percent and that's actually got nothing to do with being a man Mm. yep
0: i completely agree with you there And, and you know it's this piece around the, our identity and how we can actually shift into becoming a more open and accepting of different ways of being in the world. I mean, I, you know, a question for you, Rich, because you do work with a lot of men around around self-worth and, and this thing of um, finding your place in the world. You know, what are some of the key things that, you think that we can start doing as men to begin to to find our place and to find our our identity and self-worth in a in a world where there aren't these roles but and the which the downside of course is is that we do have to find our own place in the world. But the upside is is that there's there is room for all of us and, and our and our peculiarities and our and our idiosyncrasies you know so how what what are some of the suggestions that you have some thoughts
1: well one um drop the idea that you need to start uh, or continue in any way to be a man or search or seek to to fit some kind of model and i'll speak more to the problem i think of uh some men's work and some of the people that i see commenting online that that seem attached and, and why they're attached to the healthy masculine and, and what that looks like. Um, but I think the, the self-worth piece involves, yes, like dropping roles and dropping this idea that you need to uh, achieve or be anything. And this is again, universal, it's not just for men, but separate podcasts for sure. But self-esteem <laughs> is where we're coming from. Self-esteem Ooh. is I need to get the, the girl or get the money. I get the body. Once I have these things, then I get to be or feel this way. And that implies that there's an action that needs to be taken for you to have worth or value. And mm. that's crap, that's wank, as my former business partner would say. <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw that in there, it is, it's such nonsense. And, and it's a life-changing shift that you can, when you start, when, you, when it clicks and you start to behave differently, you look at what is good about me, what is great about me actually, about the human that I am right now, without me, without any money in the bank, without a, a girlfriend, a partner, a family, like what's great about me right now? And there are people that mm. can help you figure that out. Um, and what are the things that you bring to a relationship, to your family, to your team, if you, if you work with people? What are the things that are unique and great about you that no doubt other people share these abilities, but who is it that defines you as a human in who you already are? Like, how about men start coming back to to that place first and and, and dropping this idea of a role? And here's the phrase to take away, like for me at least, take off the mask. The Mm. mask that we're so tired of wearing that it's like, okay, I've got to have my shit together. I've got to be strong. I've got to have all of this. Take it off. Learn what that actually looks and feels like. Get uncomfortable by doing that with and around other men. Like these are great places I think uh, that, we all need to start doing uh, more mm. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know,
0: the bit that I want to add or, or flesh out a little bit from what you said was this, this thing around value and this question around value and, and how we value our contribution. And mm. this for me is, is such a key component to all of this. You know, for me, in, you know, I count myself, totally a number in this you know because if if all we're gonna if all we do is put a a, a, a dollar figure next to the value of what we do then that just perpetuates the old way of being in the world doesn't it and and i think that can be where for for a lot of men you know this identity crisis can come because you know for one if, if your partner is earning more than more than you or or secondly um your friends earning more than you, but also if if you're not earning as much as you think you should do yourself, or you're not able to, you know, whatever that might be, then then the the looking at money, money is such a poor way of assessing value, and I think we mm. just so need to move away from it and and look into, I mean, one way is, is looking into contribution. You know, how am I contributing to to my family, to my friends, to the people around me but another way is just this inner it's like an inner radar or an inner 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 ability we have to just simply see ourselves as valuable and that and that joy and this idea of joy and contentment these inner emotional states that they actually are the become the supreme um, determinant of of value and how and how successful we are in life, and I think if we, because I think if we can start to to reframe value in these in these ways, then it allows us, to, it sets us free to a degree, doesn't it? To to actually to do that, to to be the human being that we feel most comfortable being, not the role that we think we should be, but being the human being that we feel most comfortable being, and this is, I think, the piece men and it's the piece that I'm, I'm working with and stepping into It's like, you know, I, I just, I just want to fulfill my potential as a human being. And I know that that one of the ways I do that is by being a really magical dad. And another way I do that is by doing this work with men and, and they all coexist and, and it's, and it's got nothing to do with money. It's all to do with my inner sense of value. And I can feel that, and that just feeds into the self-worth. And, and you know, so for me, that's a that's a huge task for us as men is to begin to learn a different way of valuing who we are and what we
1: do. Yeah, yeah, I love that, mate. I love that. And it's not to say that it's going to be an easy thing to do because no. the whole paradigm still <laughs> exists, you know, in some countries more than others. And let's not have a go at countries or cultures. As culture shifts, there are people that are more they're still clinging on to the old, and so there, there are women out there that are going to look for their men to be the sole provider, right? Like, mm. and, and that's that's their choice. Like that's, I'm not to judge that, but uh, as a partner or as, as a human in a relationship, like, what what do you want to bring to that? Is that the role that you're comfortable with? And discussing that these these roles or expectations, mm. and being able to communicate them with each other, independent of your fucking gender, right? Like, if yeah. I'm the guy that uh, is. More natural at uh, doing certain things at home, and my partner loves getting the lawnmower out. I mean, super basic, stereotypical example. Apologies, just just get like, <laughs> super binary for a moment. But if that's her jam and she loves like like boring holes through walls, and I, that's I'm less drawn to that, then yeah, go for it. And it, it's, there's still that part of me going, oh, well, how my friends judge me because that's kind of a man's thing. It's like, yeah, deal with that nonsense. And, yep. and, and if you have the value system inside you, and if you have that sense of self-worth, this shit won't matter. Mm. It, and, and it takes, again, bravery. It takes courage to step out of these old paradigms and say, well, this, that doesn't work for us. That's not how we roll. And the happiness yeah. that, and, the, and the balance and the harmony that you will exude as, as a couple when you're actually in sync and not projecting roles onto each other, hopefully will then spread to others I can see it from couples around me and I just I love it my old an old student of mine when I was teaching English she was uh, very high up in HR and her partner was working in IT and it just totally made sense that she was making a lot more money and he was going to be the primary caregiver and so he like took care of the kids much more than her and it worked you know there no doubt there's going to be ideas and arguments and resistance to the idea that she should be as a mother spending more time let's figure that out like i'm not Mm. here to say right and wrong but like figure it out between the two of you as to what makes most sense and what you're comfortable with doing that's an effective relationship that's communication i said it last week i think like healthy people talk and it's got nothing to do with uh gender influencing the roles that you choose to play in society right
0: yeah beautiful, healthy people talk. I love that. I think that, that, that could almost be, uh, that, that could be a book, that could be anything. I just love that as a, as a term and a phrase to adhere to. It's so good. Now, there was something else that you mentioned, Rich, before, which was about this, um, that the stereotypes that we have around the masculine from, you know, and and from the the world of the mat, this masculine, feminine, and, and how men being strong and 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 you know strong and holding the space, and the, the woman being chaos. And do you want to speak to, <laughs> to that a little bit? Because <laughs> I because I know this is something that, that you and I have have talked a bit, a bit about in the past, and and it's something that I think kind of riles both of us up to to different degrees, and, and so I'm really cool to, you know, I think it would be good to kind of speak to that a little bit and, and, and say what we think in, in, in turn, like what, what we think it should, should be or, or could be, how what it could become.
1: Yeah, thanks mate. I mean, <clears throat> I guess this is differentiation in a nutshell, like what makes us a little bit different from other people or other men in men's work. And it's not to call out men or point fingers to say that there's a right or wrong way of doing this, but this is just expressing what we believe is 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 helpful and effective, right? Let's be clear. Uh, I'm, you know, I have coaches in, in in a kind of let's call it masculine space, and there's a practice of containers of of uh, presence and and sharpness and and structure, and that's something that every human needs, just like every human needs also to be able to move into that space of. Uh, creativity and flow and inspiration and intuition, empathy. like these are two opposite ends of the spectrum of, of polarity that exist in all of us and that's really interesting and learning to move across is, is really really cool. However, what I'm seeing a lot of is men that typically tend to be like built like brick shit houses, you know like armored up talking extensively about what the healthy masculine looks like and they get so far and I'm like yeah man with you that's great and then they start breaking back into this old framework or blueprint that men you know men need to be strong and, and, and they also need to share and cry but men need to be this and it's like hang on like women as far as I can see don't play this game women don't go off saying that the, the the healthy woman the healthy feminine does this <laughs> women as far as i can remember or as far back as i can remember are like we can do it all this how cool is this and and as you said before the call there's there's statistics out there showing that and it's no surprise to me whatsoever that women by and large across the board can perform outperform men in, in almost anything <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah because they're open to it not being defined in a certain way they're sick of it and like we can do all of this actually and go for it it's amazing it's inspiring and yet men on the other hand are still even though we're trying to develop and this great work being done i keep seeing this 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 holding on to like well this is what the healthy healthy men and masculine looks like and there's so many men that don't in any way identify with this trying this seeking to be something that are going to go well I, I fail then. I, I don't meet up to that. Who mm-hmm. am I? What am I? And then they don't resonate with men's work in any way. Men's work gets a bad name, like, and it's it's a real shame. And just as women have shifted by letting go and reimagining what's possible for them, so must men. And the resistance, and I'll end my little speech here. My <laughs> resistance to why men are so, you know, resistant or. or why they're unable to do this is because we are terrified still due to our conditioning of not knowing what we're here to do. And it's a scary space to step into. And so we hold on to like, this is the masculine and this is what this is. And it kind of misses the point. Like not every partner wants that. Not every woman wants to hear this shit. I I guarantee it. So Mm. the challenge as ever for men, just as women have shifted sort of more across the other way is for us to let go, is us to drop roles. Is that for us to not know and be in that scary space and think, mm. well, what, what's possible here? Over time, things will, will find a way to balance themselves. That's nature. But when you're resisting what's going on and you're holding on to this idea, you're setting yourself up for failure because so many men don't resonate with this idea now. And that's just not helpful to hold on to a role or continue to like, as you take one mask off, perhaps put another one on what do you think yes
0: yeah I, I agree with that piece about taking a mask off and then putting another mask on i think that's that's really well said i mean you know i think where we've been going in this in this podcast is is towards this sense of authenticity and in, in finding our own our own place in in society and in the world away from the expectations of what we think we should or shouldn't be. And and I agree with you. I think that there's a lot in this masculine feminine work which still puts expectations on who and what we should be. Um, mm. and and the diff and the prop and the issue with that of course is if we don't live up to that we we fail. And then that and and the last thing men need is more shaming, right? We've got I <laughs> have <laughs> I, I certainly <laughs> have enough going around. I don't need to shave myself for not living up to some archetype. Um, you know what I mean. And so, right. yeah. So so it's it's been able to allow ourselves to explore the spectrum, isn't it? And and so much of that now is is this awakening that's going on in the in the in the the gender opening the, the awakening of the transgender world, you know, and how that is beginning to create space for there to be a range of possibilities, you know, and for us to uh, fully recognize that within us, the masculine and feminine reside and it can, and they can reside in, in the full and perfect harmony if we allow them to. And We can also, and we can complement that with inviting other people into our world. But, you know, so it is this sense of just simply, for men now, beginning to allow ourselves to explore. And this is exactly what you and I have been talking about now in this episode, isn't it, Rich? You know, giving ourselves permission to find another way, to say, you know, that's not working for me. I want to try something different. And that being completely, completely cool and valuing valuing ourselves for making that choice and and valuing others for making that choice too. And that's yeah. another big piece, isn't it? Value every, anybody else who wishes to pursue their own jam. I love that word. Pursue what... <laughs> Pursue, pursue what feels right for them and in their life, you know?
1: Couldn't hmm. agree more. I mean, it's, yeah. it, I mean, it's the transgender, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like uprising, what, it's becoming more and more, it's being normalized and great, yes. but it's been around for a long time. So yeah. have, uh, you know, gender roles have been shifting behind the scenes for a long time. And you've got all kinds of different movements that um, embrace different ways of being and yet it's just not been acceptable well it comes back again to us as you said like valuing the fact that well i need to i need to shift i need to do something different this isn't working for me like i am sick and tired of wearing a mask and that doesn't mean like shifting and, and start experimenting with gender <laughs> it doesn't have mean to do anything <laughs> extreme it just means you know, let's not let go of everything that we vi- we value about m- uh, being men, you know, but understand what that is for you. Right. And then come yes. together with other men and discuss these things and figure it out. We're not prescribing shit. We're just saying, take the responsibility to step up and say, I'm, I'm done wearing the mask. I wonder how other men are doing with this. And let's make sense of this together because you and I are going to get bored of uh, talking to each other sooner or later. <laughs> We're only going to need more input. You know, yeah. you gonna, and, and and I want more men to step up and, and, and say hello in, in this episode and say, OK, yeah, that, that interested me. I'd love to talk to you more about that or to do something. Uh, and I know there are there are responses, but this is this is going to take time. And so it's just mm. like, hey, come on. You want to make a f- effective change in your life and affect people around you. You want to be a good father. You want to be a, a human that has impact and, and and lives up to some kind of like. No, not lives up to it, I'll, I'll, I'll scrap that. But lives a meaningful life and a life well lived and you want, you want to value your own life and, and, and those around you, who's going to do that? <laughs> you know, yeah. How how you step up in some way? Yep. Say hi to the other men and and let's just figure this out together. Let's make sense out of this together. of What all of this means, because there is gold in in the the polarity of masculine and femininity, especially in intimacy. Right. When one plays the other, it's Mm. uh, it's powerful, but it's being it's more nuanced than we would think. And let's come together and just drop the roles first and foremost, and, and just a bunch of men being, being human together, first and foremost, that is the, mm. the goal of the dissolution of men's roles. We don't have to do that anymore. But you have to be the one to choose to step into that space where there are a bunch of other men already there going, having a great time, right? Yeah. We're having a great time. Yeah. What are you doing? You, you're playing on your PlayStation you know but what are you doing with your life like your choice that, that that's a, mm. a a gentle call out but uh, you can sit in silence and isolation and trust me i know where that goes that leads to depression been there done that been very sick as a result doesn't work right like so come in gently you're super welcome as you are as a human with all of your shit come talk to us come say hello let's 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 just do something
0: hmm beautiful rich and you know if i can just add that this is a bit of it's an, a, a further invitation to people who are listening to friends of people who are listening you know if they, if this is a, a question that you've been struggling with just in terms of god how do i how do i work with this change how do i manage this change i want to change i'm, I'm not sure how to do it um and it could be for men and for women you know if you if if you're a woman and you're a man and, and there's a guy that you know in your life who's who, who's struggling with it, you know, just reach out to us. Part of what we want to do and what we offer is, is we're just we're here for the conversation and the support. So uh, the more the more you reach out, the more we can we can reach back and and we can grow this community and grow this conversation. Cause you know particularly this conversation like we've had to in tonight you know, this is such a vital conversation, I think, and I'm sure I can speak for you too, Rich. That it's such a vital conversation in the progression of of us, societally and and humanity in general. I think.
1: Beautifully said. Let's wrap it up mm-hmm. there. I know I've uh, I've I've yep. rambled on. Um, hopefully, there's some sense in there. Um, yep. Definitely was a lot of sense in what you shared. So let's let's uh, let's wrap it up there. That felt like that felt strong beautiful and
0: this was a great conversation rich thank you so much my friend likewise by the man speak to you next week you shall from this week's podcast if there's been anything that's inspired you challenged you or simply left you wanting more then please reach out to richie and mal via their facebook page man reimagined just like you we're trying to get a handle on all these issues and topics so the more we're able to share and talk about them I think the better off we're all going to be until next time catch you later